Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Hot Girl Talks Podcast. I'm Hallie. I'm Farley. And I'm Jazz. And today we have a very special guest and we're back with all three of us finally. She is a social media star, honestly. She is a New York City socialite and you might know her from her hit series, What's Kit Hooking? Because she makes everything look dank. So good. Please welcome Kit Hooking. Hi. Guys, I've been wanting to come on your podcast forever, so I'm honored. We've been wanting to have you yeah. forever. No, I feel like, why have so you not much, been on sooner? Like, no one makes any effort to coordinate. No, yeah. Comes down to it. Save the best for last. Yeah. No, it's hard to coordinate, but I'm like, as long as we get all of our like closest friends on at some point mm-hmm. during this year, yeah. I'm like, then we're done. Mission accomplished, yeah. 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 Okay, so we need to first of all start out by, I like to talk about like how everyone met. Okay. See, I have, like, the worst memory ever, and I can't remember, but I feel like, for me, I grew up in the New York social media scene, and, like, when I was growing up, it was all bloggers and, like, fashion people, Mm. Um, and then I moved to LA for two years, I went to USC, came back, transferred to NYU, and when I was at NYU, COVID happened, and, like, TikTok blew up. And at that time, like, there was this huge influx of a new influencer scene in New York, which I loved because I was, like, always the youngest with all the bloggers and, like, just doing a different thing. And when TikTok blew up and, like, I met all of you guys and there was just, like, this new scene of social media people in New York that was so exciting for me. So I feel like I can't remember exactly how we met, but I just remember, like, that time in New York and, like, just meeting a lot of people at events and stuff. And that was the time, I feel like, when TikTok first started to blow up, you would go to any event, and everyone was always there. Like, everyone was saying yes, and it was just, like, any event that had a cute invite, everyone is there. Yeah, no matter what it was, and I feel like now people are so selective. Oh, so, yeah. Or, like, if there was an event, like, I'm there. Yeah, it would be, like, a workout in, like, Brooklyn, and we would, like, go. No, at 4 a.m., I'd be like, yep, period. Just, like, good, like, hangout vibes. I feel like it is, like, that first year that you're doing social media and, like, living in New York, like, you kind of have something to prove. Like, you have to go to everything. It's good to create those relationships Mm -hmm. with the brands. And so I feel like it's kind of just, like, a rite of passage almost. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to put in the work. But was it like that before when you were here? Yeah, it was. But it was more like... It was more like there were a few big heads, like Mm -hmm. Ariel Charnas and, like, Danielle Bernstein. And then there were, like, smaller bloggers that, like, went to everything, but they were kind of, like, spread out. And it just wasn't as much, like, what I remember is that it wasn't as much of a community. Like, I was speaking to um, Tezza, who was mm-hmm. one of, like, the OGs as well. Her filter slay. And, oh, my God, she's the best. <laughs> um, and she was saying that, like, they used to do these things called bloggers who brunch in new york and it was like that was kind of when everyone came together and like met up but i don't remember it being as much of like a community like it is here like like it is now i feel like now it's just like we're all so supportive of one another yeah i also think like back then it was definitely more competitive and less of like a community kind of like everyone building each other up sort mm-hmm. of vibe in New York and then when I moved to LA it's like always like that like it's Crazy. very competitive very like mean girl mm-hmm. sort of situation and then when I got back to New York and I realized like there was this young TikTok like group of influencers that were 
like coming to every event I was like yes because everyone was so supportive like including mm -hmm. you guys and just everyone I met like it's been such a refreshing like New York needed it mm -hmm. I feel like yeah it's weird there's like kind of a scarcity mindset I feel like when social media as things age like as Instagram aged and like it's harder and harder to like pop off mm -hmm. on certain things there's like almost a scarcity mindset it's like not everyone can be famous. So it's like people become competitive. But since TikTok was so new, I feel like everyone was supportive because there was space for everyone to grow. Like so yeah. many people were growing yeah. so quickly. Wait, what was your first social media like platform that you like blew up on? Did you have a blog or Instagram. was it? It, it was okay. Instagram. Okay. I like started posting my outfits and stuff on Instagram when I was in high school. Okay. And I feel like that was like, that was such a different vibe of mm -hmm. my brand. Um, but I just, like, I grew up on social media. Okay. And then, obviously, like, I was on The Bachelor, so that helped and helped me gain, like, a different kind of audience. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like my audience was very, like, New York and L.A., like, social scenes mm -hmm. that I was a part of growing up and, like, fashion and art scenes. And then... When I went on The Bachelor, I gained this whole other audience that was, like, people that I hadn't been exposed to mm -hmm. yet, mm -hmm. um, which was really cool as well. And I think that that helps also because I was always interested in cooking, and I started posting my recipes, but I feel like gaining a whole other audience that wasn't necessarily, like, fashion or art people helped grow that aspect mm -hmm. of my Cause I didn't work. even know you were on The Bachelor, like at all. It's like you job done of the like best separating job. the two. Because I didn't even know you were on until I posted a story with you and Dan. Someone was like, oh my God, from The Bachelor. I'm like, who? Like, who in the picture? It was a brunch. It was like, who in the picture are you talking about? And yeah. someone was like, oh, so, I was like, what? When? And I was like, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, well, when I was on it, it was Matt James's season. And I feel like by that time, the show was kind of like phasing out yeah. a little mm -hmm. bit like it used to be I remember when I was younger like I was, when I was I like watched my, my mom freshman like every year week. of college I remember girls like were like we're gonna go Monday nights like we're watching yeah, the viewing like, parties yeah it was yeah it was like really intense mm -hmm. and then when I went on it I feel like it was kind of starting to like chill out or like yeah. the audience was just like now there's just so many streaming services like there's so many reality dating mm -hmm. shows that I feel like it's kind of fragmented. Mm -hmm. And so by that time, I think the audience was like changing a bit. And, but it was like, it was so fun. I'm so happy I did it. And I met like amazing friends. But I do think like afterwards, I was like, I, I just don't, I was so young when I did it. I was 21. I was like, mm -hmm. I just don't want this to be my life forever. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like there are people in that world, like in Bachelor Nation, make, like doing that. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, they stick with Nick it Bial. and run with like, it. He, he's someone who, like, built an entire brand, a podcast, yeah. like, has a whole career. But for me, I was like, I feel like there's a different route that I want to take. Mm -hmm. And I was so young that I was just like, I'm going to try to do something different. That was a smart yeah. choice. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's true. And, and you were young enough that you had the time yeah. to separate yourself from it. Yeah. I'm curious, like, if you can talk a little bit about growing up in New York City and, like, what it was like. Because for all of us, like, we grew up in, like, such, like, towns. Like, it's just, yeah. your life is so different. And, like, the way you were raised, I feel like you were 10 steps ahead of us. Yeah. So can you just, like, talk about, like, what it was like, what going to school was like, and going out and mm -hmm. everything? Well, it's really funny. I've been thinking about it a lot recently because I've been spending a lot of time in Montauk for the summer. And, like, 
as much as Montauk is like a beach town, it really is like a small town mentality. Mm. And it's obviously a vacation town, but like even I was there for a brand trip a few weeks ago and I was with Bridget and Lauren and like we were walking around, I would see like family friends or like people that I, my sister and her boyfriend, like her, like the little sandwich shop in town is like my sister's boyfriend's family like everything is just very small town mentality and so I get like a little bit of a taste of it and I love it so much because I feel like I have such community but at the same time I think you can find that in New York City it just like it I think it depends on like how much time you spend here like as you guys live here for longer you'll see that like you then find your little deli that's like your community center and like especially if you send your kids to school here then you have like a whole school system that's also your community so for me growing up like I didn't really feel like I didn't obviously I I felt like there was like so much culture and so many people to meet but I also think it's like you make your little community you kind of just like thrive in that um but I went to public school until I was going to high school and then I went to Grace Church for high school and I was the second graduating class it was like a very small school at the time and I love that community so much and then um I feel like growing up in New York like it depends on what school you go to because Grace is a downtown private school um so there was definitely some like edge to it or like at least like the uptown parents would like send their kids to grace because they were like it's a downtown private school it's Mm kind of like artsy like Uh edgy but not really and so there was like that aspect of it but if you went to school uptown it's like very i i know that like it's a very it's exactly like gossip girl like to a lot of my friends that went to columbia or whatever Mm -hmm. um and so i feel like i got a good balance because i went to public school growing like up until eighth grade and then I I got the private school experience so I think I had a good balance Mm -hmm. what were like the groups like like what what was your group did you have a big group of friends did you stick to certain people like I have like four very close friends from high school um that are like still some of my best girlfriends and we stuck together but then also like because Grace was so small we were always like leaving and going to other schools parties Mm -hmm. or like going out in New York Mm -hmm. and I think that's like something that you really take for granted growing up here is that like you have so much like in terms of going out and like meeting people you have so much access like if you don't vibe with your school community and you live in a small town Mm -hmm. you gotta find friends Yeah. yeah like you have to find someone to hang out with but if you have like one friend at school in New York you guys can like go out and do whatever you want or like go to other schools parties or just go clubbing or like go out to to lounges or whatever like you can find there's so many possibilities social scene Mm -hmm. yeah no yeah for sure did you i was gonna say did you feel like there was like groups of like i know in my town like my parents have like a circle of family friends like was there ever that like did you and i know that might sound stupid but i don't know this to me when i look in i the city seems so big and like you just have a giant network of people mm-hmm. like did you like have like I don't know like did you guys have a groups of like family friends was it there like that kind of community yeah I mean I think 
because I grew up in fashion, like the fashion world is pretty small. Mm-hmm. So like all my mom's friends mm-hmm. are like fashion and art people. And so I grew up grew up in those sorts of scenes, mm-hmm. which are pretty small. And can you give background on that too? So yeah, so my mom's a fashion designer. She has a brand called Cynthia Rowley. You and might know it. <laughs> it's the best. And um, so she like moved to New York in the 80s, started her brand and like really entrenched herself like in fashion and art Mm -hmm. here and never left and will never leave (laughs) so I feel like she's just like a New York woman like Mm -hmm. I grew up like sleeping on the banquettes of every restaurant in New York and like going to events and traveling with her so I feel like I got a good balance of like me trying to figure out my place in New York City, and then also, like, I got a lot of culture just, like, infused mm-hmm. yeah. without ever having to try. Yeah. Do you feel like you're, like, more mature than other people your age because you lived in the city? Because, like, I, I, you know, I've only lived here for five years, and, like, I feel like because I went to college here, like, I feel like that just makes you grow up so quick, and I feel like I can't imagine what it would be like living here your whole life. Yeah, I, I always, I think part of it is, like, a intrinsic thing like some people are just old souls yeah but I also think that I've gotten that my whole life like I thought you were so much older than you are just because I've had to like carry myself in a more mature way in certain Mm -hmm. spaces and yeah I think just like meeting so many different people hanging out with a lot of grown-ups growing up Mm -hmm. also just like makes you more mature mm-hmm. yeah you said you think your mom will ever leave new york do you want to leave new york at some point i think like living in la for two years was your a version. good that mm-hmm. was me like leaving new york um i mean there's like there are times like in the dead of february when i'm like ugh, like i would love to be in miami and like um be somewhere else but i don't know like i don't know if there was an if there's another city that I feel like is would be like a good match for Mm. me okay yeah and then as far as like your mom obviously like raising you with her doing fashion did that I know some people either take right after their parents Mm. and they expect they like see you and they expect you to or they do the complete opposite where do you feel like you fall in that I like I appreciate what my mom does so much and she's like she's literally born to be a fashion designer Mm -hmm. like when she was seven years old she like started making dresses like Mm -hmm. she is so creative and like perfect for that Mm -hmm. role and there's been times I also think it's it's hard when you grow up with a parent who like found their passion so young Mm -hmm. because I feel like for me I've I'm still trying to figure out what that thing is for me Mm -hmm. like I love cooking and I feel like I have found my passion in in that world, but it's kind of like, what do I want to do with that? Whereas for my mom, she was like, literally since she was a child, she was like, I'm, she didn't even know that a fashion designer was like a job, but she was like basically cut out for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I feel like that, that's a hard thing because for me, there's been times in my life growing up when I'm like, maybe I should just work in fashion Mm -hmm. or like do something similar to my mom because it seems like she's so in love with her work Mm -hmm. but 
like in in my heart of hearts I know that I'm not like the right person to be did it take you a while job. to like get to that like mindset or do you feel like you've always been like oh, like oh no this is not me I think that there's like there's definitely been times when like in all through college I had a brand that taught me so much also about like the backside the business side of fashion which I've obviously seen glimpses of but like didn't know that much about mm. and then once I had to do it myself I was like wow this my mom works so hard mm -hmm. yeah and like I'm just doing it on like such a minor scale but I think that it's like been a lot of experimentation and just like seeing different roles in the fashion world and trying to like see myself in those roles and then sort of seeing like mm, I don't know if this is for me yeah. yeah but like again I love the industry so much like I love looking at trends I love like I appreciate it so much mm -hmm. I just like don't think it's for me yeah what well, what was your major in college like what did you want to do originally I did fashion business and okay media. so you did yeah mm -hmm. okay and I was gonna say also I feel like people are so quick to like put us all in boxes and be like oh just like do one thing and this is what you're gonna do but it's like no you could like love fashion and then like still do cooking and like still have yeah. other passions as well like I feel like we're all like human beings that can do like a million things and we don't have to choose one. I also think like even through college, like I really had no clue what I was doing like at all. I went to USC for two years and when I was there, I was studying film, like film studies. Mm. Um, so I feel like I was always kind of like leading into social media because mm -hmm. I was first studying filmmaking and I was like such a film nerd in high school and then once I transferred to NYU I was like really into business marketing and then I was also like taking some fashion classes mm -hmm. but I was at Gallatin at NYU which is like their school of individualized study so you can kind of like make your own major mm -hmm. okay um which was really interesting but I think like in general I was kind of all over the place. And I think that's, like, I hear that from a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I just want to validate it because I think, like, my sister's going into college this year and she's like, oh, my God, I need to know exactly. Like, my major is going to be my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's, like, for many, many people. That's Majority of people yeah. change their majors. I yeah. changed my major like twice. Not even just that, but like passions change. Like yeah, what I'm into, like I'm a, I'm a very, I get my my mind on something and I'm like, this is it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, that was fun. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fulfilled and now I'm done with that. And yeah. now I want to do something else. Yeah. That's like, being you just don't young know. too. Yeah. It's like as young people, that's like so normal to like love something one day and then be like, you know what? I think now my focus has changed and I like this. Now. It is crazy that like at like 18, you're supposed to choose like what you want to do for the rest of your yeah. life. And uh, like, yeah. But you just like don't know. And I feel like yeah. you should take advantage of like the time that you have to figure out what you yeah. want to yeah. do. Mm -hmm. So we're going to Greece. I'm and so freaking excited. I am just not looking forward to this flight. No, we're going to be I so know tired. I'm going to be so tired. I will be sleeping on you if that wasn't clear already. Um, That's what I get. But thank God for these AG1 travel packs because I know we're going to need the energy booster. Like, after traveling for that long. I think I'm probably gonna do one on the plane. We're gonna do like a no, shot. Seriously. <laughs> like, excuse me, flight attendant, can you get some water? Some water? Yeah, <laughs> Just no. Just toss it in there. Literally, it's gonna be such a lifesaver when we go to Greece and when we're traveling around because 
you know me, I'm going to be freaking exhausted. Yeah. But they're amazing because they're literally multivitamins, probiotics. Which, like 75 vitamins and minerals. Yeah. And yeah. we all know I need the probiotics because <laughs> my stomach is It's like when up. we went to Europe last year when I literally had to literally poop on the on the train like i was that like was I'm, I'm unwell my, my no, body like, my body moves a little bit too easily yeah yeah no god knows we need it so i am very grateful that we can just bring the packs on with us also it's super easy because it just gets delivered to me every month so i literally didn't even have to remember to order it yeah. for our trip so amazing if you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash hotgirltalks. That's drinkag1.com slash hotgirltalks. Check it out. And it will also be um, linked on our Instagram. Yeah. And then when you went to LA, like after, was it right after college? I was living there for two years in college and mm -hmm. then I moved back for a year after so what was that like and I we've like talked about this a little and because yeah. LA like terrifies me low-key high-key um <laughs> and because I girl yeah I just think it's it's so different the people are so different but like what was that like and what was your experience um so when I moved there I had one friend <laughs> who was like she's a, a musician she's like really cool grew up in LA and she kind of just like I basically moved to LA when I was at school and I was like I'm gonna try to be part of this community like I rushed a sorority and like did that whole thing but then eventually I was just like I basically Wait, were you just, in a sorority or did you just I rush? was in a sorority for a week, <laughs> week. short-lived but people still like someone came up to me at Surf Lodge last night and said were you in DG at USC oh my I god like people come up to me all the time and ask that so I guess like it sticks it sticks it <laughs> yeah really you don't forget so it funny. it really it makes sense though like when people are like oh my sorority is still my community yeah mm -hmm. I'm like it really must be because people still come up to me and I was literally there for a week yeah. but <laughs> so funny I feel like I really like I tried to really be a part of the community at USC and I met like some of I met like my best friend that I'm going to Greece with next week like, I met her at USC, but, like, in general, I feel like I didn't really immerse myself, like, in the campus culture because I had friends that lived in L.A., and I just basically, like, adopted a friend group yeah. and, like, mm -hmm. started going out in L.A. Mm -hmm. the, but, yeah, the going out scene also seems, like, different there as well. At that time, it was, like all I was just like it was all models and like social media girls. that's so crazy yeah. yeah and that would make me like did you struggle at all like with oh my god your, like, it was image? so uh, it was so terrible like that part of it was like honestly so terrible like my mental health was horrible because all my friends were like gorgeous gorgeous girls mm -hmm. and I was just like yeah like I am here and like I love you guys but like it it's really hard to be friends with like LA tens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like New York tens even. I'm gonna obviously you're that too. Like you yeah, we look you, at you and like, we're like, guys, you're gorgeous. And but I get that feeling yeah. of being like and the and people that care so much about their image and us being kind of like more natural and like less into I don't know, there's just like there's definitely a difference. But how did you deal with that? Like how did you deal with people kind of being obsessed with that stuff and like overcome oh, it. I was like so I was just like also fell into it yeah, yeah. Like, for sure like yeah. I was like 
so insecure and like riddled with anxiety all the mm -hmm. time and yeah. like thinking that I needed to like buy the most expensive like nicest outfit ever or mm -hmm. like m be as skinny as possible or mm -hmm. like all of that stuff like mm -hmm. I just feel like I was so insecure and I was like 18 so I think I was at such an impressionable mm -hmm. age and like in a culture already having grown up in fashion which is like kind of a tough world to like mm -hmm. grow up with in terms of self-image mm -hmm. and then to like move to LA and like all my friends were gorgeous and like social media famous and like models mm -hmm. I was like this yeah yeah I definitely had like a lot of insecurities mm -hmm. that's how I felt when I moved here so like I because like I grew up like I feel like coming from like suburban Virginia to here that's how I felt I was like oh mm -hmm. my god so I'm sure in LA it's like amplified times yeah that is interesting and I didn't even think about the fact that like because it's not like I don't know I didn't think of it being like you in the fashion industry but you're literally exposed to it your entire life yeah I think I had like a really interesting experience because I grew up in fashion and like I remember when I was like five years old I told the, I told this story to someone recently and they were like that's so sad <laughs> but like I remember like going to my mom's fittings and like looking at the models when I was like 10 mm -hmm. and thinking to myself when I grow up like I will look like that mm -hmm. because I thought like that's, that's what adults normal. are that's yeah. what grown-up mm -hmm. girls look like and then, like, I had a rude awakening when I was like, wait, I'm not going to be, like, a 5'10", like, stick, thin model. Um, so I feel like that was, like, part of it. But then on the other side, I have the opposite of an almond mom. Like, my mom eats whatever she wants, like, is, is very active, but, like, doesn't really, like, work out unless I, I'm like, do you want to go to a soul cycle class? <laughs> like, she's not a big, like, she doesn't think about, like, mm -hmm. weight or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And she, I think it's just because also she's, like, never struggled with it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I had a good, like, mentor in her. Yeah. But then her work was, like, totally scarring yeah yeah so for sure it's like obviously I, I just think it's like a weird balance yeah and does it do you feel like it still like affects you now or like do you still struggle I definitely think I mean I feel like I struggle in the way that like probably most people do yeah yeah um and obviously I have days that I'm like super insecure but I think mm -hmm. I'm at a pretty good place mm -hmm. now um, and that's like, I mean, it's freeing. Yeah. hundred percent. I've noticed, I feel like when TikTok and everything first started, I feel like a lot of things were like, everyone was trying to be so perfect and I would always compare myself, but I almost feel like we've come around a little bit in terms of like people are just like kind of posting themselves more naturally. And mm -hmm. I feel like I've struggled a lot less in comparing mm -hmm. like now as I did like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even being brought up in the Instagram age too like I remember trying to be perfect for Instagram oh yeah and I feel like and and I will say TikTok is not always a safe space like for sure not no and that's but, a safe est space though but it, in general yeah I'm like is anywhere really a safe no, space but, yeah but it's it's interesting because I never felt like good enough for like Instagram like I was never 
it was impossible to achieve. I was never gonna be the Instagram model. And with TikTok, it was like, oh, this is actually like achievable for me to be like, it's so weird, but like on Instagram, I didn't feel like I could be loved as not thin and not beautiful and not like all the ideal things. And on TikTok, I'm like, oh, people do love me with my imperfections. Well, because they they see your personality on yeah. TikTok, yeah. yeah. Or Instagram, like people are just looking at an image yeah. for two seconds. Yeah, yeah. but it, it is interesting because Instagram felt so so black and white. Before. Yeah, that's something I'm still working on. Yeah, because I feel like well, but I also think there's like now people on in on TikTok that are still kind of like in that yeah. Instagram look and like yeah. I feel like it depends on like who you, you follow three specifically. Yeah. You're your guys's brands on TikTok and on Instagram, I feel like, well, not as much on Instagram, but on TikTok yeah. are like very authentic, like in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me, because I got to TikTok later and I'm like still learning about mm -hmm. it, I'm still finding like, am I going to try to be more like authentic and real and raw or am I still gonna have like some of the Instagram yeah brand? but it's hard because I also feel like you're more of like a reserved like private person to like the outside like to yeah. your friends you're really open and outgoing whatever but like when it comes to just like random people you're and I think that's like a very healthy yeah. thing mm -hmm. like it's just yeah. a different yeah. style no of content like exactly I'm like there's no really like wrong way to do because I remember like kind of in the beginning you would be like oh like I'm trying to do this on TikTok and I'm like, just like, fuck it, like post it, whatever. But then I realized I'm like, there's allowed to be different styles of TikToks and different. It's also like, just like boundaries and stuff too. It's, it's like, yeah. right, things like we share, like most people wouldn't share, but like, yeah. and like, there's like times I'm like, oh, I could have not I could have lived yeah. without putting that on the yeah, internet. Like, it got to the wrong side. It could have been yeah. just for me. But yeah. like, but sometimes like, but like, that's just like what I naturally gravitate towards. And I feel like it's like, it's just like what your like yeah. natural style is. Like yeah. you shouldn't try to like fight that. No. Yeah. Yeah. I also think I was like, I was raised by in a family that like privacy was the gold standard. Like yeah. that was like what that was just like what we wanted at mm -hmm. all times. Mm -hmm. Um so I think I'm like always very cognizant of like what I'm sharing, especially when like when it comes to myself, obviously, but then I, I also have to recognize that like anything I do then like reflects on my Your mom family, and yeah. her business and like mm -hmm. my whole family. It is yeah. true. And it's like when you're brought up a certain way, it's hard to uh, unlearn it or realize like what's me and what are my, what does my family want and what do I want? Like, like it's hard to like kind of separate. Mm -hmm. But also like I don't, I don't think I can. And that's just like mm -hmm. living with also like the privilege that I've had growing mm -hmm. up is that I also have to be like, well, even even when I like went on The Bachelor, I noticed it. Like, obviously, pe people talked a lot about how I was my mom's daughter and mm. like all of that. And I feel like even that for my like when I told her I was doing that, she was like, "That's crazy!" Like, really? I, like be careful and like blah, blah blah. Because obviously, it could be spun in like a really negative way. Yeah. So I just think that. Like, I am my own person now, and I feel like I have my own community online, but I also have to, like, always, I just can't just, like, like the back of your mind, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. You yeah. always have that, and it's like you have to 
respect obviously it's like you but that's represent. also like a, a choice to respect which is a great choice a lot of people like you see people's kids that like are like well, yeah, fuck you everything you did for me true. i'm gonna go yeah, out of my way true. and make that it everyone's true. problem that and it's like it, you, i watch people that do that i'm like that's so yeah. disrespectful like yeah. there's, there's, you can find a balance yeah. for yeah. sure but like yeah. people go out of their way to do that and i'm like after everything they did like that's just yeah. kind of like no yeah it is yeah so I, I wouldn't just discredit the choice i like benefit from my mom yeah so I wouldn't do that. Like maybe if she like iced me out or something <laughs> <laughs> or like, I don't know, then maybe I could choose to like have that attitude, but mm-hmm. like I can't do that. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So switching gears a little, I want to talk about like your whole entire cooking kind of like career, honestly, that you started and like how that came about, how you got passionate about cooking mm-hmm. and like what you're doing with it and what your plans are for it. I like, this is what makes this conversation is what makes me the happiest. I about see you being light online up when you talk about it because it's like, again, I grew up doing, being on social media, like seeing the toxic sides of it, like seeing how it can ruin people and like how it sort of, how it affected my mental health growing up, and then I finally found like this little corner that like, it it literally makes me want to cry because I'm just mm-hmm. like, it's so loving and like so an amazing loving community of people that just like want to cook and like want to get better in the kitchen and want to share and like gather around a meal Mm -hmm. and like it's just so nice like Mm -hmm. I I like laugh if there's like a funny like hate comment like Mm -hmm. hate comment on one of my cooking videos because it's like I can't believe you you use store-bought pesto <laughs> yeah. instead of homemade pesto. Like, that is, like, the most that you can really what mess can you up. Say? It's not yeah. a safe topic. Yeah. It's, like, what, yeah, what are you yeah. going to hate on? Like, yeah. So it's just, like, so, like, lovely and warm yeah. space to be in. So I love it. And I also, I think for me, like, I have always – Food to me growing up was always about like bringing people together. And because my parents were both like worked very long hours um, and like really hard workers, I feel like by the end of the night, like it was about coming together and like having a family dinner no Mm -hmm. matter what time of year it was, if it was fashion week and Mm -hmm. like it was at 9 p.m. or whatever. But I think for me, it was always just about like, love and bringing my family together so I wanted to share that mm-hmm. and then with like sorry were you gonna say no that? no you're good no I was just gonna say like what were the how did you start like what were the first things that you started with and like did your who taught you how did you learn um well I grew up watching my mom cook and my grandma and my great grandma who literally came straight from Italy and mm-hmm. like the stuff that she would make oh my for God. us was definitely like <laughs> so I remember like because my mom grew up in Illinois, so she would make stuff that was, like, at that, in her hometown, like, very weird. Like, <laughs> marinated artichokes and, like, all this stuff that, like, my mom would bring to school and people would be like, why are you eating artichokes <laughs> for lunch? But that I learned from, like, my mom's side of the family, the woman on my mom's side of the family, and then on my dad's side were third-generation New York Italians. So, like, all my whole family on my dad's side lives in Brooklyn, and the food that I grew up eating from that side of my family is, like, so amazing and, like, so 
just like really family focused. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that aspect of it. And I think like even for me, I've I've loved learning about the history because I went to Italy last year with for a revolve trip. And I remember like it was my second time ever being there. And I was like so excited to explore the food scene. Mm and feel like I was like right at home and I got there and I was like I don't recognize any of these foods because all the food that I grew up eating is like Brooklyn Italian food it's just a different cuisine and so it was like it was funny for me to learn about Mm -hmm. but also it's been like a long I think for for me cooking is something that like you can always get better at and that's why I love my style because it's meant to be super approachable. I want anyone, like, especially if you're living in New York and you have a tiny kitchen and, like, not that much to work with in terms of, like, you know, I guess machines or, like, utensils or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to be able to make a really yummy meal mm-hmm. and, like, bring your friends together yeah. around yeah. it. What are, like, a couple tips you have for someone that's, like, really, really amateur in the kitchen? Like, a few, like, essential things they need or just, like, some really basic things they can, like, st- like recipes they can start with? I, I mean, most of my, like, the meals that I make can be made in one pan or one pot. Mm-hmm. So, like, get a frying pan, get a pot. Mm-hmm. Like, you can make most of my recipes. Um, and I also think, like... For me, it was really about, like, looking back at the foods that I ate growing up that I loved and then sort of put putting my own spin on them. Mm-hmm. So, like, start with maybe, like, a childhood favorite because mm-hmm. it's going to bring up amazing, like, fun, nostalgic memories. And then sort of put your own spin on it or, like, look up how to elevate it or try something a little bit different. So... I love that. I feel like a lot of the time we forget that it's like, all. I mean, at least for me, sometimes I forget that it's also supposed to be like a nostalgic and like warm thing when mm-hmm. you're cooking. And like, that's what I think a lot of people need to get back to. Like, yeah. just making it be like about gathering and like warmth and like memories. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, it's nice that you like think of it that yeah. way. Yeah. Have you ever cooked for a date? That's a good question. That is. <laughs> yes, I have. I have cooked for a date. Um, it's like so much pressure. Yeah. I also had a date cook for me, which I loved because like I love to at this point like in my life, like I love cooking for my family. But when I like cooked on a date once, I did feel like I was like it was more I was in work mode. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like kinda like, so how to, I was, like not so being guarded nervous. while cooking. Yeah. But like I remember um get like having a meal made for me on a date was like the best thing ever because I was like oh my god I you're doing like my favorite thing for me and like delivering mm-hmm. it to me and it was just amazing so I prefer to be cooked for okay. a first date no this was somebody I was dating like last year for a while oh, that's okay. like so nice yeah. yeah speaking of dating what has like dating been like in the last few years for you like obviously I'm like we're on the town together all the time yeah, yeah. The you know yeah Proud. yeah but like what what is it like just like especially because I'm like you grew up here you've been in that scene for a minute but 
It's funny because I was just talking to Lauren about this because she has such a type. Mm. And like, I don't have she likes pretty boys yeah. at all. Like, yeah, I don't have a type at all. And I was like saying to her, like, I really wish I did because I feel like that would narrow down the dating pool mm-hmm. for me. But like, because I feel like I'm attracted to different. I feel people, like you're a vibe person. I'm yeah. such yeah. a vibe person. I looked up, you showed me a few people that you dated. I'm like. Wow, there's range. No, there's such range. There's such range. And I find myself, like, I'll meet someone and I'll, like, find myself being attracted to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this is random. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. So I think that makes it a little bit harder because I'm like, the world is my oyster. I have yeah. so many people yeah. to choose from. But I think also, like, it's led to a lot of really funny, like, amazing stories. And I'm just... Like, I'm just building my confidence, like, in dating. I feel like I've dated so many different types of guys that mm-hmm. at this point I'm, like, pretty confident in what I'm looking for. Not in terms of looks because, again, like, it can be all <laughs> over the board. But, like, in terms of personality and, like, how I want to be cared for and loved, mm-hmm. I know what I want and deserve at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like continuing to date around until mm-hmm. I find like the best balance yeah. do you find your do you like to be approached or do you like to do the approaching oh my I need to be like chased down like, like she is actually me. like <laughs> I am like the prey like okay. that is the type of man that I need like if you if you are like at all taking a back seat in any way I will like yeah. I just will mm-hmm. Okay, I'll so say like you, you see that. someone that you want to vibe with, like yeah. how do you let them you know you want vibe. to be approached? Look at them, you and just, that's it. Yeah, you're just like an eye person, a classic eye. You fuck. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, a nice eye fuck. If you don't come over to me, like, you're lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Move on You'll to, find someone else. Like I, I need someone who's like actually going to be like obsessed with me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obsessed with me, but then also like a little bit more. Like they have their needs, own thing going. Yeah, there yeah. needs to be something that I'm also like intrigued by, scared of. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, like interesting. I I feel that. Yeah, like a little bit where you're like, mm, but yeah. like yeah, yeah. Some like it adds a little spice. Yeah. yeah. Like, what's like the biggest lesson you've learned just from dating over the last couple of years? Um, huh. it could be about yourself. It could be about people. Yeah. Anything. I feel like I have learned in the past couple of years that I have avoided an attachment, but like when it's mm-hmm. with someone that, when I'm with someone that I really like, I can become attached. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I really had times in my life where I was like, am I ever going to feel like I could fully let my walls like down safe? with someone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think over the past few years, like I've dated amazing amazing guys and I've also dated like the worst (laughs) people ever so I think that at this point like I know that I'm able to open up like you're capable of it yeah Yeah. and I'm capable of like having a more secure attachment Mm -hmm. yeah what's your biggest red flag in like men oh my gosh I know loaded question I know wait can tell me some of yours well mine is honestly like um, lack of consistency. Yeah. That's a big red flag for me. Mine's like when actions don't match their words. Yeah. 
But that's like kind mine's, of mine's, those are basic. Mine's, mine's, no, like lack, lack of follow through. Yeah. Like, I don't the, care the, if you're not going to do it, but if you tell me you're going to do it, I expect you to follow yeah. through. And if you don't, I'm going to hold it against you. And if you, if you make up for it in a certain way, like, that's also different, but like, it's your job to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm experiencing, this is on a totally lighter note, but mm-hmm. I'm experiencing a major red flag right now, oh, which really? is like the liking pictures of people that like they don't follow. The, the girl doesn't follow them back on Instagram. Oh, and like they're like liking Instagram the photos. Interesting. Photos. And it's like giving me the biggest ick in the world mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, no. No, because it's the smallest thing, but it's like, why do you have to double tap? I like, know. it just yeah. doesn't, you don't have to. And then, then I see your name. Now. Yeah. Why yeah. Like, you're it's, so it's so weird. Yeah. It's just, you're literally matter. admitting openly that yeah. you like think this person is hot it's there's no it's point it's also so weird to me when it's like people like when it's like someone from like your town or something you know it's like that's like available like that's like that's just like annoying but it's like okay like whatever but like when it's someone who's like like a celebrity's like what are you gaining like right. what, are, what, no, are, what, what do you gain from liking like, megan fox's phone where's your life like, going like yeah. what, i don't understand the yeah. point literally like why no I don't so get weird it. so you weird. either like my best friend's photos and that's it because yeah. you're like supportive and you like but like that's it yeah those are the only yeah. people and my sister and whatever yeah i will say also something i've realized is a red flag that i didn't really think was is like a social media presence because i kind of thought mm-hmm. like there's different ways to do it but overall it's just like it's really hard like i have dated guys that like are online and it's just like it never is what i want it to mm-hmm. be like yeah. it always leads down like a bad I, yeah it weirds me out every it time yeah. me out. like i don't get I like the, people who don't use their phones me yeah too. i it's, realized oh, so i went on a date like what was it last week or two weeks ago and the guy was like i don't have social media and i was like no yeah. Yeah. i was like i'm deceased yeah 100 like, that's the best thing yeah and that's what i look for too like a private instagram i want a private instagram they use it they know how to use it no tiktok yeah yeah Yeah. like they have they might have it but they're not like actively like scrolling post one every three years yeah yeah. liking that is like that goes into the liking the pics because i'm like how do you i don't even want you to know who livy dunn is no (laughs) like no i don't want you to know like who these like insta baddies are no 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 (laughs) yeah it's so true Okay, so to wrap up, yeah. I want to know, like, what some of your goals are, just, like, career-wise. I know we've, like, had so many talks about this, mm-hmm. I feel like, and you always have really good insights about other people. Yeah, I think I, like, love talking about other people's careers, but when it comes to mine, I'm, like, I think it's, uh, it comes from, like, insecurity or just mm-hmm. some sort of, like, imposter syndrome yeah that I'm like oh my god I can't even like dream too big Mm. but for me like I'd love to continue in the food and beverage space so for me it's just like over the next few years continuing to build my like credibility in that Mm -hmm. space especially because I'm not professionally trained so it's something that I'm like I constantly have to like just build my name yeah and my credibility and then other than that, like, I want to find what my role is, like, in the greater industry, not just, like, in social media, whether it's, like, working with a food and beverage company mm-hmm. um, or if it's more, like, in the entertainment, like, mm-hmm. food entertainment okay. space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. And you're passionate about it. And, like, yeah. that's the important thing. It's, like, yeah 
passion and then just like being consistent with something mm-hmm. is like what brings success and you have both yeah. so and you're young i think you're also yeah. extremely self-aware of like what mm-hmm. like you're what you're into and what you're not and like mm-hmm. when you just switch things up which i think a lot of people like lack it mm-hmm. makes it hard for them to like make a decision for something yeah mm-hmm. so true yeah thank you so much for coming yeah, on today you guys where can everyone find you also um instagram at kate keenan tiktok at kate keenan I want you to and cook for me one day. L- yeah, I need you to cook, bro. No, I would no. die. And Please. guys, make her freaking recipes. Yeah. And yes, tag her on Instagram Please. if you make them. Please do. Thanks for coming, sister. Love yes, you. Yes, this is so Love much fun. So much. Um, if you guys don't follow us on Instagram and TikTok, follow us at Hawker Talks Podcast. And subscribe to our YouTube at Hawker Talks Podcast. And leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And buy your merch because merch is on our website at Hawker Talks. Just I HawkGirlTalks.com. Yeah. We have shot glasses, tanks, hoodies and hats hats yeah yay Yay. bye you guys later